cliffcentral.com. 360biz on cliffcentral.com It is 360biz.com My name is Dabuhoma Fodi Welcome to another exciting installment Of 360biz right here on Cliff Central It is a beautiful Wednesday You know this is a show that brings you all things business We bring in legislators We bring in government officials We bring in regulators We bring in entrepreneurs And movers and shakers Game changers This is the show definitely that we have here every Wednesday 1 p.m. right here on Cliff Central. If ever you've just tuned in, you can definitely go listen, um, you know, to other previous shows on the podcast being www.cliffcentral.com or you can even download the app. It's a Cliff Central app. If ever you want to follow us on social media, it's at cliffcentral.com. If you want to follow us, uh, follow me on Twitter, it's at debohoma40, debohoma40 on Instagram and at debohoma40 uh, on Facebook as well. I'm excited uh, that today I'm bringing in young people in the show and bringing in young movers and shakers. Today's show, I mean, it's young business uh, men and women building empires um, in South Africa. I'm very excited that these are movers and shakers that I've said they said, no, 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 Runa, we don't want to be part of the red race um, that we actually get jobs. But we're going to go out of our way to actually start businesses that are doing amazing things. These are the guests that I'm having in studio. I'm actually excited to that later on in the show as well. We've got a young lady um, who's the youngest, who's actually doing as well initiative that is focusing on entrepreneurs. Bulelani is actually hosting an event uh, called What is Your Brand? Um, right, Radisson Hotel. I just was there uh, before I came here rushing onto the show but I know definitely he will be joining us you know being in Jobek uh, traffic is definitely one of the things that we're dealing with 360 biz I mean today is presenting young South Africans millennials who are changing the game created or are on their way towards creating empires I mean today we highlight the work of young entrepreneurs and innovators who are shaping South Africa's future I mean we bring you young men that have taken the action and they prove that there's nothing um, for the youth in South Africa that is impossible for the youth in South Africa we'll also be profiling a 40 14-year-old CEO. I mean, imagine. Now we know CEOs being 30-year-olds and 40-year-olds, but we've got a 14-year-old CEO that is going to be coming. But more than anything, without wasting time today um, onto the show, I've got a good friend of mine that I haven't seen um, in a couple, uh, couple of years. Is it years or is it months? I mean, how long have I not seen you? I think it's it's years now. It's years, eh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, definitely. Uh, but I know you've, you, you've been in the hustle, and I see now you've started Aziki Green, and things are happening, my man. Uh, I mean, people, I'm sure they're wondering to say who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Mr. Lucas Gedelo, I mean, who's the founder and CEO for Aziki Green. Uh, Lucas, do you want to say hi to our listeners? Tell us who you are and what is that you do? Hi, everyone. Um, thanks for having me, actually. Um, I'm very excited. I've been wanting to come to your show, Devil Hall. Uh, so I've been following It happened. You. It happened. It happened. You, you're here now, you know? I, I know. I've been yeah. that, like, pissed on you. Like, uh, hey, my man, don't forget about me. I'm coming. Like, yeah. tell me the T's and C's and I'll be there. No, definitely. So, so yeah. thank you for having me. Looking forward, um, you know, to having a conversation with you and informing our listeners about Aziki Green and what we do mm. and, and how we can, um, you know, try and save 
uh, what's this, save their businesses or their companies money and um, and do good things for actually our country. Yeah, no, definitely. No, welcome, um, Lucas. It's good to see you, my man. Uh, let's keep on hustling, my man. You know, this hustle never ends. So we'll, we'll definitely get there. One day is one day. You know? yeah. yeah, no, definitely. I've got another man in studio, Mr. Thomas Nguna, uh, who's the CEO of Jay Gapsi. Uh, Mr. Nguna, say hi to our listeners. Tell us who you are and what is that you do. Hello, everyone. As uh, they have mentioned before, I'm Thomas Nguna. Mm. I'm 24 years old and uh, I uh, currently reside in Cape Town, but originally from Pretoria, Soshangove. And uh, I started, uh, I'm, I'm the founder and CEO of JKS Being Incorporated, and we're just uh, growing very strong in Cape Town. So I'm really looking forward to be in the show. Thomas, which part, which part of Cape Town are you from? I I'm also work, I'm in between Joburg and Cape Town. I'm in, I'm in Frenchhook. Which part of Cape Town are you at? Well, my house is in Camps Bay and one of our businesses is also in Camps Bay Beach. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. No, definitely. I never knew who, who, um, there's, there's, um, maybe, but I guess we'll, we'll get to, to that point. Cause I mean, I drive a lot in the Camps Bay area. Mostly what I see there, it's townhouse, it's, it's guest houses. Um, hotel and I mean lifestyle businesses. Are you in the lifestyle business? Very much so. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe because we are right on the issue. Do you want to tell us a bit about your business? What is that you do? Okay. Uh, JK has been incorporated is uh, divided into various divisions. Okay. Uh, the one in Camps Bay, we do beach rental equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we package your beach umbrella as a chair and a mini table alongside with a power bank and a Wi-Fi router for all the people that are coming in. Oh, is so it? So practically I'm making the beach should be home away from home so <laughs> you don't have to worry about your charger yeah. your wi-fi and you just relax and uh one of the things that i've realized is that uh, the people the customers were struggling in putting their bags on sand so i created mm-hmm. another something like a mini table to put their things there so that's what i'm actually pushing there in cape town mm-hmm. and we also have another division with uh, pool tables we are working with uh, various universities in Cape Town, we have pool tables and the students, they come there, they play. Okay. And we are working on a pool and a national pool tournament alongside all the universities in South Africa. The date will be announced in due time. Mm. We also have uh, another division for underfloor systems, installing underfloor heaters. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's practically what we do. Hmm. Yeah, no, I see you, you're, doing a, you're doing a lot of things. Um, I mean, out there. I mean, um, how, how old is your business though? Well, this new business, Jay Gatsby, started on the 30th of September. Mm-hmm. And, uh, is, 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 is it Gatsby, like Gatsby the movie? Yes, the great Gatsby. The inspiration comes from there. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. tell us tell us a bit about because I'm sure there's people that don't know. What, uh, have, you, do you, have you seen the, the Gatsby the movie? Yes, I have, is fortunately. But listen, I know you've not seen Gatsby the movie though, right? No, definitely. So <laughs> for I know there's people that are listening or even probably watching us um, that will want to know. Tell us where is the spirit or which part of the movie actually inspired you to, to come up with that name? Okay, going back to my first business uh, I'm, I'm into film so I studied film and I love film so when I watched a movie I believe that there has to be some relativity between me and the film okay. so I watched The Great Gatsby I realized that the fashion was on point mm-hmm. and uh, there was a part where one of one of the characters mentions the word in admiring Gatsby's how he says splendid and that's where my name the name of my first business came about and I was like splendid we were selling expensive suits making leather shoes products and uh, after some few times it fell but what I really admire about the great Gatsby or Jay Gatsby is the fact that he started from nothing and he grew regardless of the situation that was surrounding him hmm. and to me that's the part that I took never yeah. mind what he did in the film mm-hmm. but as a nobody growing to become somebody very important that's something to take home 
So I realized that also the lifestyle that he was living was catering. If you were in business, was catering for a certain market. Yeah. I thought that I would want to serve those type of people who are called the higher class or something like that. I would love mm. to serve them because I believe business is about serving people. Yeah. So I took that. I would say I will serve the higher class. I will give them the best. I will give them uh, what they want in, in in the most expensive way. So yeah. Thomas, you since you're in the spirit of giving, I mean, give me that jacket, dude. You know, I mean, I'm the one that wear. Uh, Lucas, you know, I'm the one that rocks that jacket, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm the one. So now seeing it on somebody else, it's you know. So you might as well give it to me. You know? So and I rock it, and I'll send you a pic. Or you'll see it on TV. You may never know. All right, no, no problem. We'll discuss that later. No, right? definitely. <laughs> hey, Lucas, um, I mean, uh, Thomas is in the business of saving people. How are you saving people in your business? Tell us what Aziki Green do. So, um, to take it from the top, Aziki Green. Uh, well, the term Aziki means um, success in Swahili. So, so which is uh, listening to Thomas speak here, I was like, it's funny because you know there are. Similarities also in how I came across the name Also um, Aziki Green I've always wanted to be successful One way or the other And um, and I had a, a friend from uh, Cameroon okay. You know And we were just having a conversation And, and he threw that word out Like mm-hmm. you know Aziki I'm like what does that mean? Sounds interesting okay. And then, then I fell in love with the word Fast forward um, to 2013 Mm-hmm. When um, you know, I was um, trying to find a new career. Uh, try to because I've you know I've got a very long. Uh, what's this? Um, I, I've been in the events and marketing space for some mm-hmm. time. So I was like, well, what else can I do? Something exciting, something new. And um, I came across uh, a recycling business. And mm-hmm. when I say recycling, not the normal recycling that everyone is is um, familiar with in terms of recycling paper or or, or boxes, etc. Mm-hmm. But this was recycling oil, used cooking oil, oh, okay, and making uh, biodiesel out of it. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was like, wow, that's interesting. Hey, keep in mind, I did not study chemistry. I am no scientist. I, <laughs> you know, I'm just that typical cool kid who just did marketing and yeah. business and etc. So, so read a lot about it and it was very interesting that, you know, so, so what it does is that we recycle the, the, the used oil and we make what is called biodiesel, which is a renewable fuel, a non-toxic renewable fuel, uh, that can power any diesel engine. And when I say any diesel engine, I speak of a generator, a car, a truck, a plant, anyone that uses diesel on a day to day basis with no need to modify nor change anything. So to, to elaborate more on that. So you can, su- you can supply diesel for my trucks? Yeah. Uh, okay. And, and you don't need to change anything in your engine. Um, when, by, by that, like you don't need okay. to modify, change, just like how, let's say, come, you, you, you okay. wake up this one morning yeah. and, you, and you realize you're out of fuel and you need to go to your nearest petrol station mm-hmm. and uh, you, you fill up and, and continue with, with your journey or whatever you're doing. Yeah. It works the exactly same way. Okay. But now, but now edu- edu- educate us. Educate us. Uh, come through. Um, I mean, okay. What's the, what's the difference between a biogas uh, diesel and your normal diesel? What's the difference? So, so um, what's this? If we use, if we look at fossil diesel, firstly, that uh, what's this? It's the the crude oil is is imported, okay, and uh, and then it's being imported as well. You know, it's 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 not cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why every time when even if that there's a thirty cents 
um, what do you call this? The 30 cents price increase at a petrol station, it becomes like, you know, it, it's deep in your pocket. Okay. Biodiesel is homegrown. It's environmentally friendly. Um, it's good for your car. It's good for the environment. And, um, you know, South Africa is, is also known as one of, one of the, uh, the leading carbon, um, uh, emission contributor in Africa. So, so biodiesel is actually good for the environment, less carbon emission. Uh, it lasts slightly longer compared to normal diesel. It's, um, uh, you know, it's safe to handle, to breathe. And, um, also it's, it's not flammable like normal diesel. Mm. So, so, you know, and I, I know most places, you know, wherever there's fuels, it will tell you, you do not, uh, what's this? You can't smoke or you can't thing. Yeah. With biodiesel, you can puff your lungs away. You know, next to it, and and there is no problem with that. Is it? Yeah. Uh, maybe let me take this opportunity to welcome my co-host Bulalani. Bal, Bal, you know, Bulalani. They say businessmen don't become late; they become delayed. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so I was telling, I was telling the gents and everyone that is listening about the event that that you're having. Um, amazing venue, by the way. Uh, you're taking this to another level. Look at this man. I'm, you know, Lucas, guys. I'm the one that used to come to see you wearing suits and all of that. So Bulalani used to come wearing shorts. Now all of a sudden you come rocking in suits, you know? <laughs> just and trying to show that we're learning. Oh. We are copying. <laughs> no, no, no. But at least it's 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 good what you're learning and and I mean what what you what you're doing. I was telling the guys about the event that um you were you were hosting. Uh, maybe take this opportunity to say to to say hi to the listeners. I'm sure they're asking where the heck is Bulelani today, and no, quickly tell us about the event that you're having right now. Um, no man, um, Bulelani here. Hi, 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 guys. Um, yeah, man, we 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 started uh, the hashtag brand workshops at uh, the Radisson Hotel. Um, we're going to be doing those every month now. I thought it was going to be every second month, but people love the first one. It was the first one. Um, so I've been working on brands for the past 10 and a half years, developing strategic brands, influential brands for corporates um, and individual brands. So that's what we've been doing today. So I was putting it to implementation and giving people recipes who are entrepreneurs and desiring to be entrepreneurs or build their own brands. How do you build a brand? So that's what we're going to be focusing on for the rest of the year. Instead of it being five months now it's going to be the rest of the year yeah till november we're developing strategic brands and winning brands so i'm excited about that so, yeah yeah no definitely i mean <coughs> today we're talking um young business people that are doing amazing things with their lives i mean you speaking about branding all i heard uh, was biodiesel yeah in fact, you know yeah lucas lucas was educating us so. but would you say do we have enough uh do we have enough um you know, young entrepreneurs out there that are doing amazing things, especially the under 24s, um, that are doing, you know, amazing stuff in business wise and or that are building brands. Well, I think from an analytics perspective, um, guys, guys below the age of 24, there's that need, there's, there's that, there's that itch or rather desire too, but implementation doesn't really become that much. But where you see a lot of implementation happening is from the age of 25 moving forward. I don't know if it's life becoming more of a reality or whatever the case is. But I really do feel that we need more guys coming to the fore with their ideas because there's a lot of guys with a lot of amazing ideas and they, they could even be doing a lot of amazing things. And if they just step up to the fore, you never know. You know, you're stepping into the abyss of the unknown. And one thing that will be known is that success favors the brave, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. True. <coughs> I mean, um, Thomas, you, you, you when Bulena is speaking of the brave, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of you here. It's actually a brave, um, business that you decided to go into. 
um, lifestyle, you know. And for somebody that have an honors in film and advanced English, I mean, um, how did you actually start into this business? You told us earlier as to what inspired uh, the Gatsby and you starting this business, but you've not told us how, what actually pushed you to um, get into the entrepreneurial journey. Okay, you know, one of the things that I believe in life is that uh, the places and the things that are meant for us take us by surprise. Okay. I started filming and I went to Scotland for an internship. Mm-hmm. I was working as a junior script consultant and uh, things didn't go well. I came back. I bought my first camera. A friend of mine actually helped me to start a business and his name was Lebo Khang and I'm Thomas. We decided, no, let's combine the names. It was Lethom Films. But of course, from university and uh, without experience, without actually having money, Mm-hmm. It's very hard to actually start into uh, going into film. So I started a bit with photography. Then I always tell people that I'm, I'm I, I love learning new things. If today uh, ends without me learning something new, I feel like I've I've been a waste today. So I got to learn more about how to make money specifically, how mm-hmm. to manage money, and how to grow it. Because I believe that if you don't have that amount in your business, I don't think you'll be able to push your business. Yeah. You can't run a business on future profits or on zero. Mm-hmm. So I got to learn on how to make money. I was making about 300 sometimes on a photo shoot sometimes. But eventually also things didn't go well there. But I always believed that I was born to create waves in, 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 in our world, you know. But and uh, after that, I got a job in international SOS as a call center agent. Mm. I used to work for international SOS, by the way. <laughs> that was draining. <laughs> it was so depressing. And one morning, I woke up and I said, "I'm going to resign and I'm going to do something with my life." Mm-hmm. And um, I won't uh, enrich someone else, lest I, I I get broke every time, or I I earn whatever ten percent or one percent of what I'm making for that company. I'd rather be in charge of my finances than mm-hmm. having someone else to be there for me. So I resigned and I started a company called <coughs> Splendid. Okay. And with Splendid, we were making suits. And that's when I really actually discovered my gifts mm-hmm. that I'm actually, I can sell anything. That's what I realized that I can sell anything because uh, that's when I realized, because when I started Splendid, I had no money. Mm-hmm. And I realized that, okay, I, I want to create a brand, but I don't have material. I don't have machines. What do I do? Then I, I, I went to a close, to close people and said, Hey, I have a tie. I'm selling it. But for you to sell it, pay deposit. With a deposit, I bought material and I gave back the tie. The rest of the money was my profit. And that's how I actually started. And up till today, of course, uh, the business splendid is no more because of my bad decisions. It was mm. a learning curve. Mm. And, uh, on the 30th, I was in Cape Town. That's when I was launching, uh, uh the, the, the division in Kems Bay. We call it the Sens. Mm. So that's when I was launching it on its first day. It made, we made about 30 grand on our first day. And ever since that day, we've never went below that. So I was actually, I was going to come actually to, to, to the next question as to what are some of the mistakes that you've done All right. um, in business? Cause you've said you've made bad decisions. So do you want to highlight on some of the bad decisions that, that you made? Cause obviously we want to be able to educate whoever that is listening. And maybe we might be probably doing the same mistakes that mm. we want to learn from. Mm. Okay, you know, one of the things that I, I was uh, I was doing is that I couldn't separate my wallet from the business money. Oh, so, okay. Naked just talk. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I couldn't do that. And, and that also helped me to come up with this quote that 
you can't serve two masters at the same time. You cannot serve your wallet and your business at the same time. That's true. So mm-hmm. I was taking, whenever money comes, I was taking it, I was paying my rent, I was buying food, I was dressing myself, and at the end of the day, the business is on zero. You still owe people, you still gotta pay people, mm-hmm. and you come up with excuses because the money's not there. You're waiting for another client to come, and still it's a cycle, you know? So that was one of the mistakes I did. I couldn't separate my wallet from the business money. Mm-hmm. And, I realized that I can't build an empire alone. So I got a team, but I was, I had so much pride. I, I didn't respect the time and the effort they were putting in. And I ended up lost, losing those people. I, I really didn't respect them. Let me just be honest. Mm-hmm. When somebody comes up with a new fresh idea, I was like, no, I started this my way. And that actually led to my downfall. So it was actually your way or the highway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I mean, um, Lucas, we, we've all done mistakes. Um, I must say, I respect the kind of business that you went into. Um, cause obviously it's, it's, it's a rare business that one, you find black people and two, young, uh, young people. So obviously, I'm sure when you started, cause for me, I know you from when you were employed. Yeah. You're not in the uh, petroleum or diesel uh, industry. You know, what are some of the mistakes that you did when you started your business assumptions 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 um and till today i tell everyone that you know according to my business plan in my head to be specific i was going to break even uh six months later and on the seventh month it's profit on the 12th month <laughs> i'm pretty much knocking at that millionaire um Mm. You wanted you wanted to roll with the big boys, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, so it was assumptions. Um, that was the first part. I didn't do thorough homework. Um, I just got too excited, and I'm, I am a very impulsive person, unfortunately. You know, um, just by nature. Okay. You know, so and then I took that to the, to the business as well. That was the first. The second also was, um, as much as you know, there are these. Gentleman agreements and all of that But if something is not on paper um, Until it's signed Dotted and done It's as good as it not being there yeah. you, you know so, so so, those are the mistakes I did Because you know, I had Clients who were Inverted commas on clients you know, Who had, were placing, wanting to place orders And who on So, so I then was like ah, Let me leave my, my 9 to 5 Let me go do this uh, I've got guys who are waiting for me. I can do it, and yeah. So, so ju- those are just one of the the, the lessons. Uh, and um, like I say, I think the main the main biggest one till today that <coughs> still haunts me every time is, um, is is the homework that was never done properly. Mm. Well, and we we've done mistakes yeah. too, dude. Sure. What have you done? A lot of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what have you done? Uh, um, well, as, as the guys are talking, um, you know, it, it seems you are far down uh, memory lane. Uh, or, think, yeah, I mean, a lot of mistakes. I think. Um, um, I think I think it goes back to the same thing: thorough homework, um, being very ignorant of clear indicators that you need to do a certain thing and you just don't do it. Making money and chowing it, mm-hmm. <laughs> literally chowing the cash. Um, <clears throat> but I think, but I think you know, like 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 one of my mentors would say, that's necessary schoolwork. Mm-hmm. I mean, not not schoolwork, but school fees, school fees that you're paying. Yeah. And I mean, if you choose to continue with that, then it's negligence. Then in, in, on your side, in your regard, you know. Yeah. Because now, if you're building, if you're building our businesses moving forward, 
But I think it was just that, you know, being very negligent with, with, with the money and also with information that you are getting, you know, because we get information in business which we could clearly use as indicators to know if we're doing bad or if we're doing good, if we need to put more tension in certain sales or things and not implementing those things. So I think for me, it was just that and just doing, just doing, yeah. take the care today's cash, use it for this tomorrow. You're rely on tomorrow's <laughs> yeah. cash to use it for. <laughs> yeah. But, 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 but you know, you know what, 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 what I've realized is that with most of us, um, it looks like the most consistent thing, um, that, that we, we struggle with, uh, it's the issue of, 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 um, you know, finance. Um, cause as well, it's one of my biggest mistakes that, you know what, um, it's not being able to separate my money and the company money, whichever money that came will used to be the money definitely, um, that one would, would always use, uh, to actually run their business or do whatever that, that they need to do. So, but I guess, hey, it's something that we need to learn and grow through, um, as entrepreneurs. But reality, one thing I always said as well is that, uh, it was something that was difficult for my family to teach me. I mean, they'll never teach me how to handle a million when they've never had a hundred thousand you know so we actually learn things like credit things like you know um, money and saving and budgeting um, out there you know I think hence obviously the show the point is to bring in people so that we're able to educate um, this show but I mean I'm going to go for an ad song I think obviously when we come back I want us to go deeper into the industries that that, that you guys um, got into you know I mean right now we're speaking about finance the challenge of flooding finance I know that is sometimes to start a business it requires money you know so where did you guys get the money to actually start this mm-hmm. business mm-hmm. well it's something that I want to definitely ask to get into when we come back what do you want us to get into when we come back no I think I think I'd like to know that the money and you know what are what are what are some of their growth plans and yeah. what are some of the systems they have in place you know that kind of stuff. It'd yeah. be interesting to know. There's a lot more questions I have. <laughs> yeah, no, right. no, definitely. Let's handle those questions when we back. <laughs> Three sixty biz on cliffcentral.com. You are still tuned in to three sixty biz. My name is Tabhoma Forty. Uh, we're talking today young businessmen that are doing amazing things in the business scape. People that are building businesses uh, with the purpose of taking over, with the purpose of building these businesses uh, to actually be an empire. Uh, in studio, we've got Mr. Thomas Inclover, who's the CEO of Jay Gatsby, and we've got Mr. Lucas Gatello, uh, who's the founder of Aziki Green. Uh, I mean, if you've just tuned in, you've missed out on an interesting discussion as to how they came about studying this business. So definitely now moving right along, we actually want to get more as to how do they finance these businesses? Because um, obviously to take to start a business is not as possible options. It's um, not. <laughs> you know, and obviously we've tackled earlier on some of the mistakes that you've done into this business. Maybe um, I'll start with you, Lucas. I mean, you're in a business of petroleum yeah. and it's a business that is not cheap. Um, so, but now, how did you start this business? So, when, when how did you finance it? How did, so, when everything you know was pretty much done in like done and dusted in virtual commerce and done and dusted in a sense of, I was ready to leave my workplace and done the numbers and etc. So, um, you know, I, I, I knocked a couple of financial institutions okay. and they they loved the idea loved the what I'm about to do mm-hmm. however my hands were too clean 
you know, in a sense of, but you've never, you've got, like, what's this? You, you've never actually produced the thing yourself. Mm. And right now it's mm. ideas. So I can't put in two million, you know, in this uh, business that you've never done. Okay. You know? So, so get your hands dirty a bit. Okay, cool. Go home, tell, um, the plus one, the madam, that is, <laughs> that, okay. Head office. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. you know, but, okay, listen, uh, we need to scale down. Scale down, what does that mean? Okay. Okay, we need to scale down. Are you in business with your wife? No. Oh, okay. You know, scale mm. down in a sense of, um, so I've just been approved to, to, to buy my first house, you know. And so I'm in that predicament. I'm buying a house, but which means if I buy a house, I'm stuck in, you know, I need to pay this bond. Or I've got this dream that's actually going to eventually get us to buy the bigger house and bigger, you know, bigger things. Mm-hmm. So, so, and then there's, there's, um, the car that I've always wanted, you know, it's not a Verpa, no, <laughs> no, 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 a GTI, you okay. know, because, you know, but it's something that I've always liked. It's comfortable. I'm enjoying it. You know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a nice car. So, so I tell the madam, okay, what needs to happen is we, we get out of uh, the apartment that we have. Um, the, um, and what's this? The car needs to be, uh, taken in and, and we're getting a smaller car and a bucket to, uh, to be even more precise. So now we are, you know, we are tying down everything. So long story short, I resign. I get the package. I've walked out of there. I take all of that and I put into, into the, into the business. Hmm. Everything, every penny, every single, you know, there is no, uh, what if this thing doesn't work? Oh, what if this? What if that? Okay. And, and, and in this, and in this case, I'm like, and it's funny, everyone, when they asked me, even at work, like, what are you going to do? I'm like, the idea is, you know, to build an empire in, in the renewable fuel energy uh, space. Mm-hmm. But how I'm going to start, I'm going to start off as a puzzle shop. Okay. From, from a puzzle shop to a fuel's puzzle shop. Yeah, a fuel's puzzle <laughs> shop, to be precise, to, to a Walmart. Okay. You know, watch the space. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much did that. Uh, that's how I, I, um, was financed the business. Fast forward, business wasn't doing well, um, lost quite a few things and then had to take the, the car, which was inverted commas, like an asset for me because I was using that, you know, to deliver the fuel, to go on site, to see guys, to do pitch. You know, I branded it very well so guys can see that, look, you know, I'm even using my own fuel. Well, I, in, in this case, I had to just talk, you know, mm. <laughs> you know, so that guys can mm. see it actually works. Yeah. This, this fuel of mine. Um, and then unfortunately, you know, I had to then sell that again to try and refinance the business because, you know, um, just, just to see, pot- uh, to show rather, uh, potential investors that, uh, I am, uh, in this business, uh, 121%. You know, I've put in everything and I'm putting everything. And yeah, so that's pretty much how I financed uh, my business. Mm-hmm. Thomas, when are you, I know you were left with some trust, man. man. Then goodness, I know I have mine. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure you're a trust baby somehow and you were left with some, eh? or you went to dad and said, dad, I need 100,000 to start. How did you finance your business? Uh, my story is very different. <laughs> okay. Way too different. Mm. Uh, well, after my business fell, splendid. I managed to pay a few people that I was owing and there were also other things that I needed to pay and I couldn't. And I felt like I couldn't do business anymore in Pretoria. I had about 3,000 rand in my pocket 
that was the last money that I was supposed to pay somebody and that would be the end of it. Okay. And by that time, I was staying with somebody in Pretoria, Montana. I was not staying in my own place. So I realized that, okay, let me go. I was trying to run away in a way that, okay, let me go to Cape Town. Let me see what it has for me. And with this, and by God's great, uh, by God's grace, I'll multiply it. I went to Cape Town, bought a bus, uh, bought a bus ticket. I went there and I booked at this place called uh, Colors of Cape Town. It's in Milneton Ridge. Okay, I know Milneton. It was two two hundred per night. It was thank God. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, I went to Kems Bay alone, and I realized that these people are struggling here. They have phones. They have. Uh, Everything that their belongings, but they still put them on send. And there, there was these two colored guys who were renting out the chairs and the umbrellas, but they were like fifty rand, and it was dirty. And I realized that this is a very classy place for for something like this to be given to these people. I came up with an idea that night, Milnerton Ridge. I was sitting and I I wrote everything down. It was approaching the thirtieth of September. It was not yet uh, that time. I wrote t- uh, the name down, I come up with a name, I said, okay, I'm going to call this The Sense, and I googled prices, I realized that one chair was 240, and also another, I mean, a, an umbrella was also around the same the same amount. I asked that guy to give me at least a month to stay there for free, and when everything is fine, I'll pay him. He, It was not an easy thing for him to do because he's running a business, but uh, he agreed. I took that money, I bought about 10 chairs. And ten and ten umbrellas, and that's when I started to get in a little, just to test in the market, you know. And I realized that it's working this thing. So with the money that I have, with the money that I've I've been made from uh, early early September until the eighteenth of September, I took it and I bought more chairs to a point that I ended up having hundred chairs, and in which Karitati, I was aiming to have a hundred clients. By the time So it was a chair It was it was an umbrella It was a, a power bank It was a mini table So people could put their things And I said I'm going to sell this by a package of 300 rand mm-hmm. And I realized that people they have money And I'm giving them something Quite awesome you know I'm giving them something uh, something They need And getting excited And suddenly you just lay bare on sand mm. You know and they were excited about it. The response was good. 30th of September, I really met my target. 100 people, 100 sales got in. And from that day, I never bet down into sales, of course. So in a nutshell, I had to go through some fire to find my to fund my business. I had to sleep at a BNB with only my uh, phone and charger and laptop. And sometimes I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat. And there's this friend of mine. What or Sometimes what we make jokes and say, we say, you know, what's food? Because we... We we went through uh, some tough times together without food because we wanted to fund that business from mm. the money that mm. we have. There were no sponsors. There were no uh, funding from different uh, departments. And one of the things I believe, I believe that within each and every one of us has the power to create wealth. That's true. I believe in creation, not donation. <coughs> That's true. So, so And creation on its own, it's not easy. So yeah. I had to go through that fire yeah. to make sure that my business survives today. And uh, that's how, to cut a long story short, that's how I actually managed to fund my business. And I mean, with regards to the chairs, are you leasing them out to the people are you selling? Oh, okay. To the people? Yeah, yeah. Who are going to the beach or are you selling? No, I can't sell to them. Uh, 
I, I rent them out. Okay. You come with your family nice. or whatever nice. and you nice. chill there. The whole day is 300 rand per chair. If you have a family give up a five, it's going to be 300 to five because I'm giving you everything that you need. You're not going to struggle, carry charger, carry Wi-Fi, pictures nice. and everything. You understand? So I just rent them out. And uh, right now I, I don't have a storage yet, but it's one of my goals to, by the end of the year, Kebane, Kisetsukitominate other three, Yadi Beach around Cape Town. Yeah, because this was the, because that, that was my, uh, next question to then say that, I mean, is this the only spot you're occupying and what other spots are available, you know, hey. for you to also occupy? And then at the moment, you're still sitting on a hundred chairs. Right now, a hundred umbrellas. Yes. And then what, what's the growth plan? I mean, I know that you mentioned that you'd like to move to the other two sites, but I mean, what's the capacity that you'd need to move to those two sites now? Okay. Uh, right now, what I need, uh, practically is a, I need a storage, you know, I need to rent one of those huge storage so that I could be able to go to Musenberg Beach and all of those other beaches, especially Clifton. I want to go there and uh, applying for a license to trade there. I think that, that's not a very hard thing. You understand? So my I'm waiting. I've given myself until June uh, so that I could build a mini a mini storage. I could buy a lot of stuff then kiribeka mola rather than now kirekedilo and then or just put them there because the demand uh, it's not really that high to a point where i would have more than 100 clients mm. unless early december kejele ka december every day every day so man tell me i mean with the with the rand to dollar exchange and i mean the, it's fuel this side i mean how is the how does that affect your business you know uh, very, very interesting. Um, I actually, I've now, I'm, I'm starting to teach myself how to trade, funny enough, through that. Hmm. Because the more, unfortunately, it's on a selfish uh, point here because I get excited when the rand is doing bad, uh, simply because that means that when the, was this, when, when we're buying the crude oil, it's going to be more expensive. Hmm. It's going to be, uh, which means then it gives a higher uh, this possibility that come end of the month or beginning of the month, the petrol station or or, the, or diesel will will go up, which then gives my business uh, a lifeline because we are cheaper than the normal diesel. Mm. We are homegrown, uh, so we don't have you know exports and import uh, issues type of thing. Uh, but I think the only thing that is is becoming a challenge more than anything is more of what we call the feedstock, yeah, mm. uh, as well. But but so so the more the what is when when the rand is doing bad the dollar is doing good the the brand crude um thing what's this barrel is um, is getting stronger I I pretty much do the uh, what's uh, the moonwalk dance <laughs> you know <laughs> because it gives my business a life yeah. because you know in in any business you know you do want to save yeah. uh, one way or the other so so whereas as I say you know we. We are cheaper than, and when I say cheaper, I mean, uh, someone probably somewhere now is asking them how cheap or whatnot. Uh, we're looking at about plus minus 20% cheaper. Someone will say that's not a lot, but I mean, that's if, a lot. If, if you do that on a monthly times that by 12, uh, I think you, your board members would be very happy and <laughs> mm. end of the year as well. So, 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 you know, we, that's, and then, and then, and then just, just, just as a question, I mean, um, uh, at, at what at what range or what sort of clients would you then be working with? How many liters would you then be looking at trading on a monthly basis in order to have someone as a client, or how do you work it out? Uh, 
Anyone who does from a thousand liters, even uh, less, probably a thousand liters a month to as far as um, what 500,000 liters a month, I'm your guy. Um, I'd, I'd like to start at the thousand. Would <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, you like the savings? I mean, I, I think I think the money I spend at the local, we've got an account with the local petrol stations, a total. And I mean, it's not a lot of cash, but mm. I think, I mean, if one could save, I'm an entrepreneur after all. Exactly. One could look at those yes. avenues. But, but, but yeah. now, but now maybe let me ask, let me ask, uh, Lucas this. Uh, the petroleum industry is very regulated. Yes. Um, not only regulated, monitored and stuff mm-hmm. that the, the prices need to be, um, you know, according to international ratings and this and this and that. How do you work out your pricing though to come out cheaper? Um, goes back to, as, as I said, so biodiesel, uh, because it is renewable energy, you know. So, so it's not regulated. So, uh, yes and no. Okay. Yes, <clears throat> excuse me. Yes, in a sense that it, it always has to be cheaper than biodiesel. I mean, sorry, that, than fossil diesel. Okay. So, so it's regulated in that sense that, you know, I can't be more expensive than, um, normal diesel. It'd be 50 ppm, 500 ppm, or 10 ppm. Uh, as well, not regulated. Um, that part is more of it's so it's not regulated because uh, right now it is yet to be the legislation is yet to be passed. Mm. So 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 the uh, you know there's a whole long paper trail and type of thing which I think I'll take the whole show if I try and explain yeah. that. So so in the, in that sense, no, it's not regulated. I think it's more of as as the entrepreneur, as the you know the the producer or or, or or manufacturer of it, you know, is it's how cheap are you getting your feedstock, you know, mm. and um, and then you know, do you it's 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 like if we're going to keep keep ka 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 rentamo and I come in kere zaka di keep keep ke what's this ninety cents eighty cents mm. you know <laughs> so so in that case that's how pretty much it works yeah and then I mean when you're up in Joburg who's watching the business down in Cape Town uh, I have a few people <coughs> that I trust that side yeah and uh, that's why I really can't spend my whole day in Joburg. in Joburg yeah. okay okay I have a few people that I uh, have trusted and they are working there. And uh, yeah, but one of the challenges that uh, even Hekitloha, I just feel Katsoha because we we don't have a, we've tried to implement Tabatau Swaipa, but a lot of people they have cash, mm. and I've also tried to implement uh, the cash security people to come in, but I don't think that's quite proper to scare people with guns in in a beach. They come mm. there to relax, you know. Mm. So when I'm here, I know business. I know Raina Smogo Olovatoba. Mm, you know, mm. and that 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 kind of scares me, and mm. that's something I'm currently working on how to solve that. You know, but when I'm here, I I'm worried of how many I'm losing because I can go back and I say, okay, I'm from since eighty until now that I'm back, and they will tell me, no, today we have made at least fifteen grand. You know, but how sure am I that? Yeah. It was that, you yeah. know, because I yeah. don't have the receipt, I don't have that, and I, you know, so that's currently what I'm currently uh, working on and trying to fix. And uh, yes, I'm I'm really trying to meet people who could help me with uh, good strategies on how to monitor nice. that. I think, 
Yeah, my mind is sparked around. You still, you see such problems spark my mind. Yeah, yeah we love solving technology. problems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think some, some form of, yeah, some, yeah. <laughs> some form of QR um, vouchering on on aluminium plates that you'll stick on the uh, camera to phone. Then it it visual. it helps with stock taking. Mm. Uh, accountability of stock So you know exactly what you bought And if it vanishes and there's no money for it Then you're able to track it Okay, You know, um, that's what Bulelani is, is There's technology these days Yeah, because the, I'm trying to think You know, in the environment It'd be nice to see the environment So that we could weigh in mm, a picture okay. mm. Say, try this and this and this And then see if you could utilize A one camera system mm. or technology system Or you have an advert saying to clients That if you bring it back with the voucher mm. By this time, it gets scanned You get how much, yes. maybe 10% mm. off You know, that kind of stuff That yeah. forces it, that force an Analog business normally to go digital so mm-hmm. that you can track where you are, and it minimizes on the risk of people now saying. Uh, I think another thing for me would be a voucher or loyalty system where they have to scan. If they don't scan, they do not get okay. the next beach uh, thing, uh, whatever, free. Uh, maybe they get the umbrella, the table, the chair, the power bank for free after four or five. It, it's a nice retention strategy, number one. Number two, if it goes through the system, then you can vet. Listen to this, man. Listen then to you this. you can man. vet. <laughs> and all of these are free um, things okay. uh, that, that are easily accessible, a QR, every time they come, pa, 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 pa. Yeah. Yeah. No, gentlemen. Uh, unfortunately, we we're, we're running out I'll of charge. time. Mm. Um, you know, and and it actually happens half of the time when we're having a good time. But we try by all means to close off the show with style. All you right. know, so I want a word of uh, thirty seconds of inspiration to somebody that is listening out there. From me, both of you. All right, yeah. <laughs> you can go, go first. <laughs> all right, let me go first. And one of the things that I uh, vastly believe in, especially for business people, is that uh, if you when you save money, money will save you. And uh, as much as we're making, let us uh, make sure that we have our financial systems in place that we can be able to save money. We don't save money to grow. We save money for a rainy day so that we can be able to invest on that rainy day. So uh, that's one of the things that we really struggle with. extra. We want to blow it, but I would advise people to save money because one day it's going to come back and save you. Hmm, that's true. Hmm. Like that, yeah. Save money so that you can save. Yeah. My brother? Well, on my side, um, to anyone, you know, any young person who's um, going into business, who's thinking of going into business is, look, go out there and knock. But, you know, the mistake that most people did, including myself, is, you know, you knock and then inside someone tells you, Ario. you know, we are not there. Yeah. And you turn around and walk away. But it's like that, there's someone there. So continue mm. knocking mm. until they open that door, mm. you know. Don't give up. Understand your dream. Understand your vision. Write it down. Sometimes we have these visions that we don't write down and we try and aim. How, you know, how are you going to hit the target if you don't have the target, mm, you know, in mm, front of you? Mm. You know, so, so guys, girls, anyone there, you know, just continue working at it um, bit by bit. I'd be lying if I say it's easy. Uh, you know, because if it was easy, everyone would do it. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, yeah, man. Um, I just think go out there and uh, yeah, create um, global brands with a South African appeal and brands that will 
speak of a South African story because that's what we need right now. Not just brands that will be global, but that will speak of South South African story. We know too many New York stories and too many New York movies. Now we need uh, Kezaden, Guamashu, Alexander, Soshanguve, you know, movie. No, definitely. Um, I mean, what am I saying? The guys have started it. They've started it young. I started it young. Bulelani, you started it young. We're still in the, in the machine, uh, oiling this machine as we go. It doesn't matter the age that you add to go out there, make a difference and start something. That's the only thing that you need. Uh, thank you gentlemen for joining us um, on 360 Biz So quickly for somebody that wants to get hold of you When can they get a hold of you? Uh, Facebook, my account is uh, jgatsby And on Instagram it's jgatsby underscore real okay. And I'm also available on WhatsApp But I think, uh, yeah, I think, I, can I give the yeah. number? Okay, it's uh, 071-951-4050 Okay, my brother okay. Um, on Facebook, it's Aziki Green, mm-hmm. and that is spelled A-Z-I-K-I, uh, Green, the color. It's two words. That's on Facebook. On Twitter, it's the same. Uh, Instagram, Instagram rather, is the same. Uh, I'm, I'm very quick on, on, on my phone. I, I respond very easily on phone. Um, uh, it's 078 and yeah, that's that's where you'll find me. No, definitely. Uh, this is all that we had for you today on 360 Biz. Uh, catch us again next time for another exciting episode um, of 360 Biz right here on Cliff Central. If you have a Jeff tune in, you can download the Cliff Central app or go to the Cliff Central website on www.cliffcentral.com or you can even go to www.rightvectv.com to actually get um, as well the live video of this. So my name is Deborah Mafori. Catch us again next time for another exciting installment of 360 Biz. I'm out. Cliffcentral.com